0: Hey, Sean Gabey here. Welcome to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Wherever you are listening from, we are glad that you have joined us. Please follow us on Instagram at Sean Gabey and at Supernatural Leadership Podcast. And or visit kingdomculture.ca or seangabe.com for more engaging content around topics we will be discussing. As well, you would love it if you would leave a review on this podcast as it helps boost our ability to get this content out to more people. If you are new with us today, just want to inform you that we will be releasing a new episode on the first Wednesday of every month and every so often, a bonus episode. So make sure to hit the subscribe button so you can keep up to date with every episode. There are so many great leadership podcasts out there and truthfully, I love so many of them. So why Supernatural Leadership? Really it's the difference between presence and principle, as we discussed in episode one. The very first episode of this podcast really sets the tone for the why and purpose for this podcast. I would encourage you to have a listen if you haven't already. Simply put, we believe everyone has a leader within them at some capacity. Whether you're a CEO, non-for-profit director, media mogul church leader, pastor, small business owner, manager of teams, a dad, a mom, and well, the list could go on. If everyone has a leader within them, why not make that leader a little more supernatural? That's the heart and goal behind this podcast, helping you connect your natural with God's super, making your leadership a little more supernatural. At the end of every episode, there will be practical activations and exercises to help us grow and mature in the various areas discussed. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of our Supernatural Leadership Podcast. This is episode 11. We are talking today about the leadership example, being the example in our leadership in all areas of our lives. And if there was ever a time... To dig our heels in and develop our leadership, it is now with what's going on all around the world. Today's episode will be coming at you a little bit differently, not in the studio as per usual. We're going to be sharing with you a leadership teaching that I did for our team members and our leaders in our church community. I know it will challenge you. It may even bother you a little bit or rattle you, but I believe if you let it, it will transform your leadership. Our goal with these episodes and in this podcast truly is to help you, the leader, become a little more supernatural in your leadership. I hope you enjoy it. Like it, share it with your friends. I know it will encourage you. So I want to talk about the leadership example. Come on, say it. The leadership example. Write this down. Your example in the spiritual house is only as strong as your example in your own. Your example in the spiritual house, this, the house of God, is only as strong as your example in your own. David's ability to be strong in front of Goliath came as an overflow of his ability to hang out with his sheep on the hill and take care of the lion and the bear. Who he was there overflowed into who he was publicly in front of a whole nation, in front of the biggest giant. Okay? So what I say, I say that because your strength in leadership In the house of God, your strength and influence in the city, in the region, in your business, in your workplace is a reflection of who you really are privately. This is huge, you guys. This is hard. This is hard. This is not an easy road. This is not an easy road. You can't fake it. People can tell when you're faking it. You can't fake it. Authority feels like something. When you're faking it, people can tell there's no authority. That's why we need to work on how we lead within the home so that it affects how we lead outside of the home we lead our life we lead our emotions we lead the people closest to us so some of us maybe we're a parent we're we're a husband we're a wife whatever we're a mother like how we manage now listen to, this is the thing like how you manage failure is a huge part of this cuz some of your failures have told you in the home you can't lead anywhere else you suck you just suck look how much you fail all the time you just suck So your failure literally has been leading you. You've not been leading your failure into success. The failure is leading you into more failure. Your example in the spiritual house is only as strong as your example in your own. First Timothy. Now this is, I want to lock into this scripture. Very powerful. First Timothy 4 verse 12. Okay. Paul, spiritual dad to Timothy, is talking to Timothy and he's saying in verse 12, Chapter 4, verse 12, he's encouraging him in his leadership. Now, remember in this context, okay, Timothy was a young or, let's say, not necessarily young in age, but young in stage. The stage of his life, the newness to his leadership, the newness to his leading the churches that he was leading, that he was over in oversight over, okay? It says in verse 12, don't let anyone think less of you because you are young be an example now for some of you this applies young in stage maybe you're new in a, a a new component of your spiritual life you're young in that area not just young in age but you're young in that area of maybe you've just limited yourself for too long maybe you've 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 excused yourself and and maybe maybe because you're older you say you're disqualified and whatever the stage may be you're young in your maturity of seeing the way that God sees okay Don't let anyone think less of you because you were young. Be an example. Everyone say example. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Okay? Now, this word example, as we dive into this, this word example literally means to strike something repeatedly over and over again. You are only an example based upon by what you do over and over again. You could be a bad example because you have bad habits. You do them over and over again. Or you could be a good example by doing good things over and over again for yourself and for others. So you strike it repeatedly. It's a model forged by repetition. A model forged by repetition. Repetition. Your example is forged by doing something over and over and over again. You do not have a value in, in your life unless it's something you do over and over again. You can't say you value health because you eat one healthy meal a week. I'm just a bad example. You know what I mean? You can't say you value something because you do it once a week. No, you value it because it's a part of your culture, your life culture. You do it over and over and over and over again. You strike it repeatedly. This is how, this is what Paul is saying to Tim. He's saying, listen, Tim, he's like, if you want to be an example, you got to do this over and over again. The things I'm about to tell you, Tim, you got to do over and over and over again. You can't just love once. You got to love all the time. You can't just be in faith one time. It's constant. It's constant. People, it's like finances, eh? there's this one area of our our life that that people struggle with, the financial area, okay? And it's like, we trust, we try it one time to trust God with our finances, it doesn't work the way that we think it should, and we stop trusting God. No, listen, you don't trust, trust is birth, is born over time. You could step out as an act of trust, but true faith is something you are persuaded to do over and over again, despite the result you see or don't see. I don't stop praying for the sick because somebody I prayed for who is sick dies. I don't stop talking about Jesus to people because someone I pray for dies and didn't accept Jesus. My environment or my external reality should never dictate the truth inside of me. You get what I'm saying? So it's something you do over and over again based upon truth, based upon value, despite the result. Because if it was all about the result, you guys listen, then none of the prophets would have none of the prophets would have done what God called them to do. You know why? Because these prophets, especially in the old testament, prophesied to a rebellious, stubborn, stiff-necked people over and over again that never listened. I mean, imagine God says to Ezekiel, his prophet, he's like, listen, bro, you're going to do some amazing things. You're going to prophesy to Israel, but let me just tell you, their heart's hard. They're stiff necked. They won't listen to you. (laughs) What a great calling. So I've been called to do something that nobody's going to listen to. I've been called to say something that nobody's going to like. Who wants that? No, but it's about surrender. It's about trust. It's about obedience. This is the kind of example, you guys, that God is When you show up early to set up a table, you are showing up as an example. Because you believe that people are valuable. You're coming here not to serve your leader, not to serve your team member, but you're doing it unto God so that people can be influenced and impacted. You showing up and putting a tablecloth over a table is a part of the the bigger piece of the pie that paints a picture that shows the beauty of God to somebody. Never despise the small things. That's what creates the example within you. You're forged by doing it over and over and over again to strike repeatedly. So he says four things, okay, five things in this in this uh in this passage five things in this passage that we are to be an example and number one write this down our speech he says don't let anyone think less of you because you are young be an example to all believers in what you say say it what you say say it what i say what i say what you say is important You could say stuff like, well, I say this, but God knows my heart. Well, that's kind of a cop-out. God does know your heart, and if you're genuine. But if you're doing things on purpose, just abusing grace, saying, oh, God knows my heart, no, then you're kind of on a, on a line. Now, I'm talking to those that want to grow up as a leader, okay? You might, not be on, you might not be on a different playing field. You can do whatever you want to do. I'm talking to those right now that actually want to grow as a leader in their example, realizing everything do, they do is taken into account everything they do is watched, looked at. Kids do not model their lives after what their parents say. They model their lives after what they see of their parents. You can say all you want about what's right and wrong. No, but they model what they do after their parents by what they see. scary. Because sometimes we put way more weight on what we say than what people see in our actions. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young be an example to all in what you say. Proverbs 18:21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words whether it's life Or it's death. There are good consequences and there are bad consequences. You guys, speech is everything. You want to be a leader? Take care of your speech. Don't trash people. I don't, listen, I don't care who it is. You want to be a leader? Be careful what you say about other people. Do you want to be remembered for all the people you came against or be remembered for all the people that you were for? What do you you want to be remembered by? I have friends, listen, I have friends that I can't even look at what they say on social media anymore because all they do is trash world leaders, I'm sorry. You're losing your leadership platform by spending all of your time being negative rather than being positive. And they spin it. Well, like, Oh, it's being positive. I'm being, no, listen, you're wasting your time. Those people don't give a rip about what you say. So why are you saying it? You get what I'm saying? Listen, we got to watch our speech. If you want to be a leader, Remember, your words carry life or death. What do you want to be remembered for? That person was super vocal against this person, this person, or super vocal for something. Ephesians 4 verse 29 says, don't, listen to this, do not let unwholesome, everyone say unwholesome, Foul, profane, worthless, vulgar words ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as is good for building up of others according to the need and the occasion so that it will be a blessing to those who hear you speak. This is a charge from Paul the Apostle himself saying, listen guys, let your objective be uh, wholesome, not unwholesome. Paul never encourages the opposite. Get up and trash everybody that doesn't believe what you believe. Is it quiet in this room or is it just quiet in this room? You guys, you know what that word unwholesome means? It's the word sapros. Everyone say sapros. Something that's overripe, rotten, putrid, overdone, expresses what is of poor quality. You are not created to speak like things that have no value. You might think it's a joke, joking around, you know, making, you know, coarse joking, whatever. Listen, in the end, in the end, it has no value. It's overripe. It's putrid. It has no encouragement, no courage attached to it. It's a bad Quality, do you want what's of good quality to come out of your mouth or what's bad quality? Now, this is like basic character stuff, you guys, but I say this because if you want to be an example of leadership, you got to pay attention to these little things. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine, those little things that creep in that you think are just joking and fun hearted and whatever, and you know, you but you you have a mouth. Listen, like people will be led by your example. They're not led by your heart. They're led by your example. You can say, well, my heart didn't... No, but they're led by your example. What they see. What's of bad quality. Our speech is so important number two write this down our lifestyle he says in the way you live be an example in the way you live our lifestyle to strike it repeatedly it literally means this our word lifestyle in the greek literally means a change of outward behavior from an upturn of inner beliefs in other words living from the inside out changes you. Not trying to put all these disciplinary habits in your life to, to uh, 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 change what you do or don't do and all these like new fasts and stuff. You know, that's all okay. But what he's really saying is if you get transformed on the inside, it will change your outside. If you want what you do to change, change what you believe on the inside about yourself and about God. Let him change you. Spend time with him. I was literally, I was praying last night and I was thinking about about this. I'm like, man, we, we want so much change on the outside all the time. And I was just like, God, just keep changing me. Keep changing me on the inside change me on the inside. I know that those things will change, but it's got to start with me. I can fight to change what I cannot control, or I can fight to change what I can control. And that's myself surrendering and leaning into who you are. And as a result, what I can't control, all of a sudden I gain control. What you can't control right now in your life, you will gain control of as you gain control of yourself. And leaning into God, shifting and changing who you are on the inside. Your lifestyle, be an example. Strike repeatedly over and over again. Everything you do. Now, I say this as a man, just like all of you in this room. We're all on the same journey, you guys. And every day, I, mean, I go to bed every day. Part of my person and my wiring, this is how I am. Every day, and I think to myself, how could I have done better? Shoot, why would I do that? Does anyone do that? That can be unhealthy and healthy depending on how it's navigated. Number three, sacrifice. Sacrifice, First Timothy four verse 12, once again. he says, "In the way you live and in your love, say in your love." There is no love without sacrifice. Sacrifice equals love. Love equals sacrifice. The greatest sacrifice that ever took place was in the form of a man who gave his life up as a sacrifice. That was the greatest act of love. John 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world that he sacrificed or gave his son, his only son. Sacrifice equals love. Love equals sacrifice. You cannot say you love someone without sacrificing for them. You cannot say you sacrifice for someone without saying you love them. Sacrifice is an example of love. And love is seen through sacrifice. We are to live an example of love and sacrifice. I was, I, it's funny, yesterday I was, somebody had a dream about me two nights ago from Ireland. And there's this, this place that I ministered in Ireland years ago, probably in 2007, and uh, she, she sent me this voice memo of a, a dream she had of me and, and uh, just was then reminding herself of where Michelle and I, excuse me, were at in that season of light when we were there ministering. She's, saying, she's like, amazing to see how far you guys have come. That was in a season. You didn't have your firstborn daughter yet. You didn't have, you weren't, I think you were living from house to house at that point. You, uh, you know, you didn't, the church wasn't in, in, in place at that point. You were kind of just in the beginning stages of a lot of what you were doing. And, and she's like, I remember your sacrifice. I remember your faith. I remember your just like all in mentality. And it was refreshing to me because when you hear it from somebody else, when it's all you've known, It just reminds you of the reality and the dynamic and the importance. And then she said, and then I see now where you are now. And I'm like, look at the result of all of that. But that's a result of over and over again sacrificing. People have no idea the amount of sacrifice that Michelle and I have paid to do what we're doing. And they don't need to know. But I know, and when someone reminds me of what it was like in, at one point and I see what it's like, like right now, it's like, wow, I see what happens when you strike repeatedly over and over and over and over and over again. I see what happens. It's like the people that I used to deem as my heroes, that I, there's no way I'm ever going to sit with these people. Literally, I have their phone number now. I can text them, call them at any point. How did that happen? I struck repeatedly over and over again. It was an example over and over again. And God in his kindness continued to open up doors of opportunity for connection. The people that across the world that I never thought I would have connection with. I mean, my friends are literally on the same platform speaking about Jesus two nights ago with Kanye West. How does that happen? I don't know. Just, it's, you see the influence. We literally had an opportunity just recently, and this is kind of more private, and I'm not going to show the name, but literally recently, for someone that I've never met, had the opportunity, went into a, a private meeting. A private meeting that was untold. They didn't tell us who the person was. They said to us, we want you to prophesy. I've got to tell you who this person is. you all can know who this person is. But... These are very high-profile people, and I want you to prophesy. And it was over a specific husband that wasn't in the room, so I didn't know who the wife was. I had no idea who she was, and we went in. And, like, this is, like, this couple is one of the most, I'm talking about top Googled, searched peop- uh, uh, couples in the world right now. And here we are prophesying while she's crying in a private room. I'm like, how did I get here? One of the most Googled people in the world. How did I get here? I have no idea. Never met them before, and I'm like, this is crazy. Why? Because over and over again, my objective is I'm not gonna trash people that maybe I disagree with. I'm gonna bless them. I'm gonna pray for them. God, you want me to influence? I'm not gonna spend all my time on Facebook giving all of my opinions about the world when really I have no influence to change it through social media and Facebook. Come on, I'm gonna do some stuff by getting into circles and situations where I actually can prayerfully influence a person. That's called example, that's called leadership. This is where we have to change our mindset, you guys. Listen, if you're angry, you will destroy your platform. If you let anger direct everything you do in your speech, you'll destroy your platform. Trust me, if I got up every time I was angry and gave my opinion about certain things, this wouldn't exist. It's normal, though. Everybody has processes they have to go through. But you can't spend all your time spewing it all out and thinking you're going to keep your platform. You're going to lose it. you lose your influence. Number four, write this down. Trust trust. It says here, be an example in the way you live, in your love, in your faith. Everyone say faith. Do you trust God once? Do you believe God once? Or is it an everyday thing? It's an everyday thing. Trusting him with your relationships, your careers, your finances, your time. Your gifts, your skills, you're just trusting Him. It's a, it's a choice. It, you know, part of it is one of the definitions of faith really is a divine persuasion from God that He is what He says He is and He'll do what He says He will do. But then part of it is choosing to lean into that reality. Okay, God, I, I, I don't get it. I don't feel it. I'm not sure about this, but I'm just choosing to trust You. I'm declaring it right now because I don't feel it. I need my words to help shift. My feelings right now. Trust over and over and over and over again as an example. Number five, write this down. We're almost done. Life choices. Life choices. Don't let anyone think less of you because you were young. Be an example to all believers over and over again in what you say and what you live, in your love, in your faith, and in your purity. Life choices, you guys. Life choices. What kind of life choices are you making? Proverbs 10, verse 9. He who walks in integrity and with moral character walks securely. But he who takes a crooked way will be discovered and punished. If you want to walk secure, walk with integrity. You know what integrity is? Integrity. One of the greatest definitions of integrity is what your private life looks like. Not what you do in public, but what you do in private. Hugely convicting because there are things that you will wrestle with in private that you will appear like you don't have wrestles with in public. But integrity really is how you manage you when no one's watching. Integrity is how you manage you when nobody's looking. When no eyes are on you except the eyes of God, that's what integrity looks like. He looks into you. God is so, he's so loving, but he looks into you. He sees past through all the facade, all the stuff. He looks into you. You know what intimacy is? Is into me, you see. You want intimacy with God. Listen, he has intimacy with you in ways you don't even have intimacy with him yet. He looks into you in a way that you don't look into yourself. He looks through all the stuff, all the the barrage or all the facades that you put up to defend yourself. He sees through it all. And he still loves you. It's called grace. Well, that's it for today's episode. I really hope that leadership example teaching really challenged you and ultimately strengthened your leadership, provoking you to be a better leader to focus on being the example in many different ways that we spoke about. As usual, we usually have an activation at the end of every episode. This is a little bit different, but I want to encourage you. The activation for this episode simply is to dig your heels in in this season and ask yourself, how can I be a better version of myself as a leader? How can I develop? How can I grow? How can I mature out of this season even stronger I'm believing that with this episode many of you for the first time are going to see yourselves in your leadership a lot different allowing or enabling you to become a better leader in all areas of life I hope that encouraged you this is it for today's episode we will see you next time if this podcast has been an investment into your life and or impacted you in any way we are incredibly thankful We would love for you to join us in being able to continue bringing leadership content like this every month. Of course, it does not come without a cost. And our heart is to continue bringing you more improved quality and content. If you would like to partner with us with a one-time financial gift or to sign up as a monthly partner, you can do so at kingdomculture.ca. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast.